right, Leadheads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 279, ever so close to a milestone, our, our 280. We were trying to hit that before the new year, but I just I just couldn't get enough of those episodes in. Had uh, had people stand me up a few times on some interviews, but uh, I got one of those guys today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one you guys have been have been asking for for a while, and I'll, I'll introduce him in just a second. Um, but if you guys didn't get a chance to go back to the previous episode, 278, we kicked off the new year to 2019 with our good buddy Bill Hampstead of FLEO, the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. And uh, we had tons of jack wagons, and we redefined the EDC Pocket Dump Rewards Program hopefully making it a little easier for you guys to be engaging in and take part. And I think it worked because we've actually got several submissions and we're going to talk about those uh, this week, this episode. So uh, make sure you go back, listen to that. And um, this week, again, like I said, this episode, somebody you've been waiting for, you've asked for him and we've got him. But before we do that, we want to thank the sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast, the official optics of Talking Lead, Right On Optics. Check them out at rightonoptics.com. We were at an event this uh, this week here in Nashville. It was uh, called the Big Rock Event, and I didn't know anything about this event. I got an invitation through our good buddy Mike Sodini at Eagle Imports. He's like, hey, man, I'm in town. I'm at the Big Rock Event. You want to go? I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome. Who's playing? <laughs> so, do you know what the Big Rock event is? I do not. Okay. So it is a buyer's, a big buyer's group uh, distributor show. That, that Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they usually do it in like Las Vegas and another place each year, like two two different places, and then they combined it this year to, to one big show, and they did it in Nashville. So they're efficient. That's nice. Yeah, they were being efficient, uh, except they did it at the same time that the Ellis Group does theirs. So... <laughs> Uh, one step forward, two steps backwards. Right. Yeah. But it was a pretty good turnout and it was really nice. They put on a good show there. Uh, the food was awesome. Uh, well, there you go. The, the little snacks. Yeah. The snacks. Kegs. Dead kegs and that's over the top. They had, uh, they had like at three o'clock, they'd start serving wine and beer. Boom. Uh, throughout the place. Uh, and then they had dinner, and then in the evenings they would have a big event at one of the local bars there in in Nashville. I think Jason Aldean they rented out his place and had a huge bash. I think they spent somewhere like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, doing that. I don't know; it was ridiculous. But uh, if you guys get an opportunity to go to one of the big rock events, you should go there. They take care of the the attendees and the the vendors. Good food, beer, and wine. Good. Sign me up. Good food, beer, wine, and they had entertainment. They had a Dolly Parton impersonator walking around. They had uh, people on stilts and camo walking around. It, Did you see her uh, shoes by any chance? Whose shoes? Dolly Parton's? Yeah. No? She didn't either. <laughs> it didn't get past the uh, the eyes. But it was an impersonator. It wasn't really Dolly Parton. Right over right over Marty's head. What, see her shoes? Yeah. Yeah, and my eye didn't get down that far. Is that what yeah. you meant? You said no, you didn't see her shoes, and I said neither did she. Oh, neither did she. Okay. I don't, you get it? Never mind. She hasn't seen them for decades. <laughs> Dolly Parton, ladies and gentlemen. She's like, what? She's got to be like 80. 
nowadays. Oh, let's see. You gonna look it up? Uh, yeah. And I th- we're giving you hints who our guest is, so I think some of you've probably caught on, but I'm not gonna introduce him yet, just yet. Terrible old man jokes. <laughs> Uh, 1946, uh, 72. Okay, there you go. So what I was getting at um, is Right On was there, and they were displaying their new products. They had the 1 to 8, the 4 to 32, some of their their other uh, optics. They had the red dots. Uh, Big event. They sold a lot, I do believe. Eagle Imports was there. Buck Knives was there. Um, Eagle Imports. I like those guys. They're super cool, man. Yeah, Sodini. Roth wasn't there. I think uh, he was at the other one. He was at, they had to divide and conquer. So he was at the oh, Ellis group. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, uh, do all outdoors got to meet Shane, the owner of do all outdoors, uh, which we've done some stuff with JJ before. Uh, but Shane's a really great guy. We're actually going to get him on at shot show as well. He's got a great story on how he started that company. Um, but yeah, I mean, Glock was there. Sig was there. Uh, and, but there was a ton of like fishing and outdoor uh, vendors there as well. Some people that I had never heard of before. And I know you guys, you know, a lot of our listeners fish and, you know, do that kind of stuff too. So we're going to get more of that on the show, get involved with some of that too. There you go. Coming, coming this year. Uh, but right on was there. Uh, so make sure you guys go check them out right on. It's R I T O N optics.com. X steel targets, the best for most affordable AR 500 steel targets on the market today are the X steel targets from our good buddy, bud. Make sure you go there, check them out. They have the ability, they've got a laser cutter now to where they can cut pretty much any type target that you can think of. So if there's, you don't see what you want there in their, uh, in their, uh, online store, then just get in touch with Bud and he can custom make a target just for you. Xstiltargets.com. And then our newest sponsor just came on last month, ladies and gentlemen, Caltech Weapons. Well, yes. Welcome, Caltech Weapons. Yes. And I think most of you have figured out who our guest is. We have none other than Chad Enos with Caltech Weapons. Yeah, buddy. Joining us again. Long, long time uh, lead head and friend of the show. So thanks, mm-hmm. for, thanks for joining us. It's probably, it's probably been almost, geez, it's been almost a year, I think, since you've been on last, hasn't it? Uh, I, I don't know, man. But, <laughs> About eight or eight or ten months, something. We like talk that. so much though, like via text message or whatever. I, I don't. I know it's hard to keep up with it. Yeah, head injuries too. You know things. Well, yeah. and that's something we're going to talk about. We're glad that you are back and healthy and and doing doing much 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 better. So we want to talk about that though. We want to talk about I'm your lying. little folly that you had. All right. Uh, I know that some people have been asking about you, making sure that you're okay, checking in on you. A lot of the leadheads. So I love those people. We're going to get a get an update from Chad, but yeah, Caltech Weapons, welcome as an official sponsor of Talking Lead after all these years. Finally, yay! We are super honored. And for people that that don't know the behind the scenes with regards to sponsoring Talking Lead, we've been trying. You and I have been ganging up on my boss for literally years. Years and years trying to get him to sponsor the show. <laughs> we'll do something in a little more official capacity, at least, because you guys have always yeah. been behind the show, and you know yeah, you've sponsored sure. us uh, at at different events and shows, and for giveaways that we've done, and for our charitable events. And you guys have been awesome. I couldn't ask for for any more. Uh, so this was just, you know, for me, I, it was I great to it. have you guys on because. I believe in your products. I was using your products before I even started this this podcast. You know, we've talked about that in the past. 
it's just great to to have you guys on board. It just makes sense, you know. It does make sense. It's like, and I'm doing that motion where you put your fingers together, like oh, lock, wait, locking. let me go to my screen here. There, I wasn't even <laughs> looking at you. So. <laughs> we just fits. That's the better fit. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you know it's going to be a good show. We've got Chad on. I don't know if Matt's still in the room or not. Matt's always shy. He, he is shy, but he, he had to step out for a meeting. Okay. Yeah, he went to speak to the big man. Let him know that we're doing stuff with Talking Lead. He's like, that money's paying off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good investment. It is. So, so Chad, we're going to take care of some jack wagons because I hear that jack wagon train rolling in. we got a lot. Give it to me, Gunny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train has stationed, and I think let's start off with our guest, and let's get our first Jack Wagon for this episode. Chad, who you got? Uh, Trolls. Internet trolls. trolls. Internet trolls, specifically, what, Instagram? Instagram is is Facebook. I don't want to say a problem. After our pre-show conversation, I no longer look at it as a problem, mm-hmm. um, and I should probably have more fun with it. But uh, yeah, Instagram um, and Facebook on our company page, you know, and we we dis- we discussed this before the show, but uh, and you were telling me because um, it, it really frustrates me when when guys get in there and they're just jabbing, 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 and find you just finally have to either ban them or respond. Yeah. I hate having to respond to those guys because it forces me, first of all, to stop the normal flow of my day. <laughs> and I have to think of something clever and thinking of something clever for me is, is not very, hard. It's not hard. No, it's a difficult thing to do. She, so, you're one of the quickest whip people I know, dude. They waste my time. Well, that's and, true. And that's, that's the only frustrating part. What they say, eh, whatever. I mean, I can deal with people. It's not a big deal, but, it's the fact that I got to get on there and actually do something about it is the frustrating part. But you did bring up an excellent point. You said, you know what? Just let your fans and your your friends and your customers deal with them. Yeah. And they do. And and that's where it gets flipped around and I start to kind of giggle because um, unless unless our customers start to get kind of out of control going the other way, you know, like language and, you know, picking internet fights or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just let it roll. And it's, and it's pretty funny to read through those comments and it's really entertaining. Um, you know, but, and, and you're, I mean, you, it's one of those things where you get on and you, somebody makes a comment and you know, they're just, they're just doing it to be a douchebag, you know, just yeah. to, just to get a rise out of you, yeah. you know, and just to fight that urge to respond, you know, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough, but it, it is tough. And, the fact and that you, lot. the fact that you guys do take the time to respond to those as well. I mean, it says a lot because you're not going after them and saying, you know, you're a dumbass, you know, buzz off anything. You're actually trying to answer their objections with an intelligible response. Yeah. And I want to, I want to be clear about this. A disgruntled customer is a totally different thing. Yes. That, that I deal with. Um, actually I deal with that on a personal level. Um, but when I'm talking about trolls, I'm talking about people that just, just specifically follow your your social media so that they can jump in at certain points and take jabs at you. They don't own any of your products. You know, they never have owned any of your products. Um, they just want to go on there and kind of make fun of people or just and generally make fun of gun people. Yeah. So, But I want to read one here. 
and this is kind of a the disgruntled but not disgruntled kind of thing. <laughs> so this is from from one of your Instagram posts. Uh, it says Keltec weapons. My wife bought me the sub two thousand for Christmas. I have the PMR thirty and the KSG shotgun. My KSG has an extract extraction issue. Live in Orlando, so I brought it in. The woman at the counter didn't ask me a thousand questions to try to say I needed to fix it. She informed me it may take a few hours to solve the problem. She asked for my address, told me she would ship it back to my house for free. I was ready with an argument, had the receipt in my pocket, waiting for the fight. <laughs> I mean, that's people's natural instinct, isn't it? It's just to have to have to, you know, justify their sure. their issue or their problem because and with and with some companies that's justifiable because there are companies out there that once you sell them a gun, they don't care yeah. about you. They already got your money. We're absolutely the opposite of that. Right. And the, the place that people, the reason they really put uh, firearms and that sort of attitude together is generally at gun shops. Mm -hmm. Gun shops in general, not all of them, of course, but gun shops in general are very, once they sell you a gun, they don't really care about that particular product. They just want to sell you another gun. Yeah. And, and not necessarily... I don't, it's not the firearms industry that has conditioned people for this kind of response. I think it's more other industries where like the cell phone industry, your That's insurance, true. dealing oh with God. insurance yeah. companies, because you're always getting a no, you're always getting a rejection and you have to go in five, six, seven times sometimes before, you know, on an insurance claim or something like that, before you actually get some results. That's in their business model to do that because they know that people will give up and stop because they have, you know, insurance is, is, you know, it's mandatory. It's required. You have to have it. And they know that, mm -hmm. you know, they got you. it's a monopoly. It's like yeah. our health, our healthcare industry. So, you know, it's not the gun industry that has conditioned people for this kind of response to be ready for the fight. Like this guy was saying, you know, uh, it's quite the opposite. And I think that's the nature that you're finding, um, in, in the gun industry of new, you know, as the gun industry has evolved over the years, they found that, you know, you're talking about those gun stores to where, you know, you got the gun snobs, you got the, the mm -hmm. you know, the people that are just like, oh, well, it's, you know, your problem, your fault, you got a bad gun, whatever. Yep. I think you're finding less and less in that of that in the gun industry, you know, as we yeah. progress and as we evolve. I don't want to say we're like spearheaded anything whatsoever when it comes to customer service. I mean, there's always been great customer service in the, in the gun industry, but... We did jump in pretty early on the YouTube thing. Um, I went out and, you know, uh, met with a lot of the big YouTubers kind of when they were first getting their start and first taking off. Oh, yeah. Uh, be because I saw, yeah, because I saw a, a great potential there, um, not just for us, um, but also for the, the YouTubers because we make very unique firearms. And so th those were kind of, you know, it was a little bit of like, uh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They, when you know when you're when your gun is automatic clickbait, that's a good thing for them. You know, so sure. okay, so you know, nothing fancy is going to review the pick a gun, the PMR thirty, for instance. You know, there had never been a twenty two semi auto magnum built like this thing is that holds thirty rounds. So it was it was very intriguing to people. Mm -hmm. So it, it brought a lot of people to his YouTube channel. But for us, we got the PMR thirty out there to the masses because he's a huge following. Right. And, and the like fact that, that he includes you in those videos, you know, it adds a face to the company. That's exactly where I was going with this. And so I think, and it's not innovative by any means. I'm not, you know, I'm not tooting our own horn, but 
I feel like um, with my ex- 10 years of experience being in, a, in the industry, um, I feel like uh, we, we sort of kind of jumped on that early uh, as far as making Caltech, uh, giving c- the customers some sort of interface with, with our company. Giving well, them a the, faith- the fact that, that you guys jumped in on the new social media platform as early as you did, you know, a lot of the other gun companies and some of them still, you know, won't, won't, uh, what's the convert or, <laughs> or yeah. you know, they still don't see the, the new social media, you know, such as podcasting, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you know, I think Instagram, Facebook, most of them have realized that, you know, that definitely they got to do, you know, do all that. But yeah. you know, the new wave, like the podcasting, you know, the new forms of media that are out there, the blogging and all that, that, uh, that's where it's at. You know, that's where the younger generation finds their sources you know and it's where our generation and, and even older are are you know going to 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 get information yeah. because it's, it's so readily available and there's tons of it mm-hmm. you don't have to search too hard uh to find out what you want to know and that's the beauty right. of of the social media but like we always say on this show you know don't just take one sources uh as your your know-all be-all check several different sources and make a, a you know a good educated uh, absolutely decision absolutely. on you know your gun buy or what you know whatever information it is whether it's politics whatever it may be don't just take one source take several and then form your own opinion critical thinking is where yes absolutely yep. uh, but this guy goes on to say he goes i will be a customer for life based off that one experience i felt like i was dealing with a family-owned business love or hate the guns walk into caltex Caltech, and there is a 0% chance you won't appreciate the customer service. And that can be said, you don't have to go to their store to do this. You can just call them on the phone and you're going to get this type of customer service. So, I mean, it's any business is your customer service is going to make or break you. Sure. Message me on Facebook, message me on Instagram is a little tough because the the emails are just... (laughs) It's impossible to get to all of them, but uh, you can always email the company as well. And I even have thrown my uh, personal work email uh, out to people that are having uh, real issues uh, within the, you know, within the community and even just our, you know, the random customer. So, I mean, we, we try to do everything we can to cover all the, the bases as far as getting a hold of us and, right. and getting, getting stuff squared away, answering questions. So, yeah. so if you've had a bad experience um, with one of Caltech's weapons and you went to the gun store and you got treated uh, unfairly, contact Caltech weapons directly. In fact, we would prefer that if you just, just skip the gun shop entirely. There you go. Right to us. And uh, and we'll get you taken care of. But some gun, you know, like you said, I mean, the majority of the gun stores out there nowadays, like Royal Range USA here in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, you couldn't ask for a nicer group of people and they will take care of take care of you there as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, yeah, exactly. Especially if you have a good rapport with your local gun shop, um, definitely continue to, uh, to support those, you know, local businesses. A lot of those are family owned businesses and stuff. And so, uh, definitely go through them. But, uh, you know, like you said, yeah. if you're having issues and it's, and they're a faceless gun shop, just deal directly with us and we'll take care of it. And also if you have something, a, a great experience, uh, that you want to share with us, we're all about it. So hit me up on the social media and stuff. Let me know that you you went out to the range and you had a great time with a PMR 30 or any of our products. And, and uh, we'd be glad to share that uh, with, uh, with our other customers. So speaking of, I've got a... Uh, oh, yeah. 
I've got one that I've done a little customization to here. Uh, I've got the brace on it, so that's legal nowadays. Yeah. So on the uh, is this the SU six? This isn't the SU six. This is the um, PLR sixteen. The, the PLR sixteen. That's a pistol. Yep. Yeah, which is the the two two three pistol that they make. Uh, but you know nowadays with the the pistol brace that you can put on, I'll get up to my mic here so people can hear. Um, you can you can make a uh, you can put a pistol brace on it, and then of course you can put all kinds of different muzzle devices on there. I've, I I want to shoot this suppressed. I've not shot it suppressed yet. I don't recommend it. Don't recommend shooting this. Then why? Because I just had this question from a customer yesterday. Actually, he okay. wants to suppress, he wanted to suppress his SU sixteen. Well, first of all, that's only a nine inch barrel. Yeah. And uh, you definitely don't want to put a can on a nine inch barrel in any gun, really. Uh, tons of pressure. But uh, a can adds about 60. This depends on the can, but generally speaking, adds about 60% back pressure. Mm -hmm. The SU 16 and PLR 16 series guns are the receiver's polymer. So your bolt carrier is actually coming back and it's hitting the, the back of the receiver when the gun cycles. There's a buffer in there, right. but we, just, we, don't, we don't want you to risk, uh, you know, damaging it gun and injuring you yeah right. so good point yeah we don't recommend suppressing those things but the way you got it set up there with the kx5 that looks amazing doesn't that look cool yeah I love and it. i actually just ordered two of those kx5s too for a couple of builds i have oh yeah yeah if you don't know what the kx5 is anyone listening that's a nebeski uh flaming pig the pig yeah the flaming pig and uh they're perfect for bullpups and they're also perfect for those uh, PLRs because as you know that PLR without anything on the muzzle or just a flash hider is brutal. <laughs> it's loud. That's not that bad. It is loud. Yeah, it is loud. But. Yeah, it's loud and it, and it puts out a lot of concussion, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I love that fact. But a day at the range and you know it's gonna it's gonna wear on you a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, put, a little bit. Put a device on that on the end of it just it solves that problem immediately and and it looks really good. Yeah. So that, they've got uh, different accessories. You can go to their website, check those out. Uh, yeah, so that's just one example of a, you know, of he's not, that guy wasn't a troll, but you know, where he had a little issue, he contacted them directly and it was fixed. Uh, yeah. I guess you've edited out all the, the troll stuff. Cause I can't find like a really, <laughs> no, you know, I was a just a good example I'm, of a troll, but I'm not on my phone. I don't know if like using my, desktop uh yeah. makes a difference but let me uh, let me pull up my phone here i know we we had a but they get the idea you know i i, yeah, get, yeah. I get people like that that respond to our stuff all the time the lead heads will take care of them i don't normally jump in and and say anything i just let it be now there have been times of people that i will because uh, i you can just see that that's their sole purpose is to get on there and disrupt and you know, and yeah. you know, try to cause cause havoc and get somebody to you know fish somebody into their their stupid conversation. So, oh, gotcha. I got so sorry. It was on our Facebook page. Okay, you got a, one. Okay, yeah. So, um, I had posted. Um, so you know the lashes, Chris, Chris and Dana Lash. Yeah. Um, well, Chris wanted to surprise Dana with uh, an RDB survival model, Sweet. and she's a, she's a, yeah, yeah for Chris. That. For Christmas, huge fan of Wonder Woman. She is. I that was little uh, little tidbit I didn't know about her, but she's uh, she loves comics and and in particular Wonder Woman. So gotta have her on the show, man, because I'm a big I, comic dude too. Yeah, I got her together, or I got um, together with uh, my buddy Mike over at Blown Deadline, and uh, he whipped up an amazing uh, uh, survival model for her. I in saw the, that. Yeah. Okay. So. 
Yeah, you know, we got guys on here, and it, it, it doesn't bother me. Where the guys, ah, I think it's hideous, you know, whatever. And and you know what? Like, if you think the gun's hideous, that's fine. Just keep it to yourself. Because some man, someone out there with a business, um, first of all, this is his artwork, and he spent a lot of time creating this gun. And I, I, I personally think it looks amazing. I don't care if you don't like it. That's totally fine. I get that. I mean, there's there's Cerakote jobs and stuff I've seen that I don't like, but I'm not going to go on on there and say it's hideous and like, this guy doesn't even right. know who painted, who painted it the guy who posted the photo could have painted it and he just, probably doesn't even know what the wonder woman logo or anything's about so yeah sure. and he's and he's just being a douche you know what i mean you don't exactly. have to go on and say that so i went on and i you know i said hey this is a custom gun for a particular person i'm not sure why you're been out of shape about somebody else's paint job you know <laughs> first of all and then i had to i had to kind of school him a little bit um about survival rifles and backpack guns because he said nobody he has never heard of anyone ever taking, and I'm using air quotes, a high-powered rifle backpacking. And <laughs> he got owned <laughs> right. by, every, by everyone else on here. But I jumped in and, and uh, you know, gave him a little bit of information too. But Yeah, on why he might want to consider carrying a high-powered rifle. on, Unless he's just backpacking in it, his, his backyard, you know. Yeah, and again, we're, we're talking about a, a 5.56 rifle, the RDB. Yeah, high power. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's just funny. telling me he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, and that's what I mean by troll. Obviously, he's not a gun guy, and he's jumping in on a firearms manufacturer's social media to say dumb stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of get some, like you said, go get some education first before you want to, you know, you know, start spouting off like that. So, yeah, anyway. exactly. So, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train, the trolls again. You know, we've thrown trolls on there before, but you know, they just don't go away. They, I don't understand it. I guess they get attention. Some of them get attention, so they just try all the different platforms. So he probably goes to you know everybody's Instagram and tries something negative just to get just, could be just to yep, get some be. attention. You know, bless his yeah. heart. So, <laughs> so let's go to our next one. This is going to be a listener submitted jack wagon. All right. And I think several uh, of you have put this, uh, sent this one in. And this just happened yesterday, I guess. And I am on the United States Senator for California, Diane Feinstein's, I guess, website. I've never been here before. <laughs> <laughs> this is the link. There's no reason to. This is the link that was sent to me by one of you leadheads. Um, There's actually several several leadheads. It says, Senators introduce assault weapons ban. Bum, bum, bum. So just like last episode, new year, new gun bans, same old bullshit. Yep. Washington, this is Sen Senators Dianne Feinstein, Chris Murphy, Richard Blumenthal, Today, led a group of senators in introducing the assault weapon ban of 2019. Here we go, guys. It started. It's officially yeah. on. I mean, they they did the bump stocks. They got the bump stocks um, erroneously reclassified as a machine gun. <laughs> uh, and we talked about that last episode, so make sure you guys go back and uh, check that out. So this is an updated bill to ban the sale, transfer, manufacture, importation of military-style assault weapons and high-capacity ammunition magazines. And then it goes on. There's a whole list of other people who are on board here. So you people from these other states, make sure you go go to Diane Feinstein's website because you can get the list right here and just put these people on blast. Put them on notice. 
Uh, here's a quote. It says, Last year we saw tens of thousands of students nationwide take to the streets to demand action to stop mass shootings and stem the epidemic of gun violence that plagues our communities. <laughs> I just have to pause. I'm going to read the whole thing before I comment. <laughs> our youngest generation has grown up with active shooter drills hiding under their desk. And now they're saying enough is enough, Senator Dianne Feinstein says. Americans across the nation are asking Congress to reinstate the federal ban on military-style assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. If we're going to put a stop to mass shootings to protect our children, we need to get these weapons of war off our streets. It's like they're just laying around you know, on the streets yeah. everywhere. No, same, same tired argument we've been having for 10 years. Yeah, it is. It's the same old, same, like I said, the same old bullshit. Well, um, longer than 10 years, but our generation of yeah yeah anyway it it spanned from our parents um when they were younger too yeah but i mean you got to look at the words that you're that they're using here you know they're using very inflammatory uh very vague very uh all-inclusive um you know type americans across the nation are asking congress to reinstate well I mean, there might be one over here, there might be one over here, but the majority of Americans are not asking for this, and they don't want this. That's that's what you got to read between the lines on. Yep. Uh, and then she goes on with her blah, blah, blah BS. You, you guys go read that if you want to. The key provisions of the ban, uh, they outline it here, bans the sale, manufacture, transfer, transfer and importation of 205 military-style assault weapons by name. Owners may keep existing weapons. Bans any assault weapon that accepts a detachable ammunition magazine and has one or more military characteristics, including a pistol grip. Wait, wait, back up, back up. Okay. What what was the uh, what was the grandfather thing there? So read that part again. So the very first one says bans the sale, manufacture, transfer, and importation of two hundred and five military style assault weapons by name. Owners may keep eg- existing weapons. So Hold up. Owners may keep existing weapons. Who are they to tell us? Talking about the California government or federal government. Mm-hmm. Who are they to tell us what we can and can't keep? Since when is that a thing? Now, they're but, always trying to tell us what we can and can't do. That's what subjects are under. That's exactly why America was started to fight <laughs> that <laughs> entire system. Repression. Feinstein, yeah. thank you so much. I'm glad I can keep the ARs that are in my in my safe. But what about my kids when they want to get one? God, this is owners. So the kids aren't the owners. So I guess when you're when you're good and good and gone, then you know you got to turn them over, destroy them, just like yeah, anyway, just sorry, like your ahead. bump stocks. That <laughs> out. Uh, and then it, the ban any assault weapon that accepts detachable ammunition magazine and has one or more military characteristics characteristics including a pistol grip a ford grip a barrel shroud which what's the definition of a barrel shroud (laughs) we should make all of the uh that's what i'm saying is it's just it's a completely absolutely useless term comparison you know like military side what what does that what does a military have anything to do with my guns yeah the style of the weapons that they use what do they have anything to do with the guns that i have or use like the only thing they have to compare it to is the military or why don't, why don't they say law enforcement style weapons? Right. Or, you know, um, freaking Russian combat 
do weapons. Or what. I mean, it's, just, it's so arbitrary. This makes no it's sense. It's just, it's just a, like you said, it's just a, an arbitrary category that they made up to try and an army in America, basically, is what, sure. is what sure. it is. It's just like it's just like all the terms that they come up with. You know, the yeah. made up terms that the politicians, the media comes up with. Uh, the you know, the black rifle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what what's that? You know? I've got some that are brown too. Yeah. I mean, I've got bolt actions that are black. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it goes on yeah, it goes on to say, you know, threaded barrel, folding, telescoping scopes or stocks, you know, owners may keep existing weapons. So again, we're you know, by the grace of our queen here, <laughs> you know, if you've still, if you got those, then we're going to let you keep them, but you can't buy any new ones from this, <laughs> right. from this point forward. And, and what's, what's, how are we supposed to trust them when they say you're allowed to keep what you have? You really? can't. Because you're can't. actually banning them from the next generation. Like, <laughs> yeah, from every generation that comes after. Yeah. Um, it's just absolute idiocy. You know, we're preaching to the choir, but you guys need to go and you need to read this. You need to see what they're they're proposing again uh, and make sure that this does not happen with every ounce of your existing being. Yes. You, as much as we laugh at Diane Feinstein and Chuck it's, Schumer it's a real and threat. All, all the rest of them, it is a legitimate threat. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So the yeah. updates to assault weapon bans of 2017... Uh, uh, ban stocks that are otherwise foldable, adjustable in a manner that operates to reduce the length, size, or any other dimension or otherwise enhances the concealability of a firearm. <laughs> Again, you know, the whole thing with the SBRs is ridiculous because you've got handguns that are much more concealable than a an AR-15 with a short stock on it or a short barrel. I mean, what... It's, and and I, I love that, like, I believe it's Connecticut. The law is that you have to have a 20-inch barrel if you have an AR-15. And so somehow, somehow they, they want you to get the most efficient power out of your ammunition, but they, but they don't want you to be able to put it in your shorts. But if, like, if you <laughs> listen to last week's episode, we had a jack wagon on there. This chick stole an AK-47 from a house, and she was trying to hide it down, down her pants. <laughs> Oh my foot, God. And she shot her foot off. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure that criminals, before they go into a building, don't care that if anyone, you know, between the, their vehicle and the 30 steps to the front of the building, give a crap if people see them with an AR or an AK or any other no. rifle for that matter. They don't. And, and that's the thing for, for all these, these mass murders, you know, that have occurred that they're pointing to, you know, they're, they're saying that they're wanting to prevent and stop. Uh, they're breaking the law anyway, yep. you know, they may have, have acquired them legally or, you know, they have the, uh, they legally got the accessories on there, but their use of it was illegal. So it doesn't yeah. matter if I got a 20 inch, if I go and I kill somebody, I've still used it illegally. Or if I go and rob a bank and maybe I don't shoot anybody, I've still used it in an illegal manner, just like yeah. drinking and driving, you know, it's illegal, but people do it. They're breaking the law. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, the bump stock ban, I didn't agree with that whatsoever. Uh, even though I've never used a bump stock in my life, uh, there was no need for that to, I think, you know, just attrition itself would, would remedy bump stocks. They were a fad for a while. People bought them. Yeah, they were hot. You know, it was a hot thing. Uh, but, it, you know, it eventually died down and it was going to go away. 
Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna. But, as, but going to the bump stock just for a second. I know you did your last episode was uh, yeah. About, I don't want to bore anybody to death, but I mean, um, I I don't think anybody did a, a better video than Tim from Military Arms Channel to explain to to everyone that bump firing isn't has nothing to do with the stock. It's a technique. You can't ban the technique. Yeah. So banning the bump stock was just. It was all optics and just a complete waste of time. And also, uh, I'd like to mention that uh, the company that made that was out of Texas, uh, American-made company, and so three to four hundred em- employees just got laid off. They got shut down. Yeah, and then we talked about the attrition of of this going into effect of of the jobs that how it's going to affect the economy, jobs lost, taxes lost. You know, yeah, all all that that and they've actually factored that in in their decision on that they knew that was going to happen but they're like oh well too bad yeah and they're so now three three hundred to four hundred employees or families now no longer have a job or benefits or any of those things and they're yeah. i would imagine that they've struggled for a while to well there's a lot them. more than that it's not just though it's the people that make the parts for the parts for that too you that's know? true yeah so, absolutely so yeah. it's it's it, it's Definitely a lot more encompassing than they want you to to actually think about, but yeah, but even if it was just a single family owned business, small business or whatever, that, that it's the principle. Yeah. That's, that's the point, you know, but anyway. Right. So guys jump on it now. They're, they're jumping on it. You got to jump on it. You got to write your senators. You got to call them, got to email them. You got to do all those things. All the above. All, do all the, the above. Do one or the other. Do all the above. Yeah. Just, just do it now. Yep. And of course we'll you know, we'll come on and, and give links and stuff like that on shows. You can watch our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We'll give links to where you can go and you can because that's it's gonna be our probably this would be our biggest fight coming up. So yeah, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. Again, I think she's still under the Jack Wagon Train getting getting drug. <laughs> I just why won't she go away? <laughs> Isn't she like past her retirement years shouldn't she be retired on a beach somewhere with obama but this goes to show you the just the power lust that these people have because they're they're rich i mean they're rich beyond anyone's imagination every one of these people that you see on this list that are for yeah they don't care about you they don't care about children generally speaking do you think you think diane feinstein cares about my kid Mm -mm. no No. i mean and rightfully so. She doesn't know my kids. Diane so. Feinstein cares about her legacy. And That's this is exactly. her this is her legacy. If she can get anything done with this, then she's accomplished it. Otherwise she's gonna be seen as a failure. Yeah, they literally care about going down in history books uh viewed a certain way. And it's just it's absurd. Yeah. Like you gotta be there's something wrong with you if that's your entire mission in life. Yeah. And that that is hers. Definitely. All right. And, let's- uh, and others. Let's move on to our next one. This is a listener submitted uh, jack wagon. Let me see who this is from. So this is from Ole.Tennessean, O-L-E.Tennessean. And he sends a link here and it says, while it's hilarious, my favorite part is him kicking over the stand on the way out. <laughs> uh, this is this goes back to a, a sir slash ma'am that terrorized the GameStop. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think a lot of you have probably seen this. Um, you know me; I'm always under a rock. I never, I never get this stuff. So I appreciate you guys sending this stuff into me. So send them in talkingletgmail.com. You got a jack wagon. Send them in talkingletgmail.com. Jack wagon nominee in the uh, subject. 
he goes on and says, um, unfortunately, this is a new reality created for us to live with over 100 different genders. So a transgender woman confronts a GameStop employee for misgendering her. Him. Well, yeah, this is the title. <laughs> I know. I'm but it's a, it's a dude. It's a big dude. He's like 6'2 yeah. or something. Big old dude. He looks like he should be uh, wrestling with yeah. uh, Ric Flair or somebody. And he's in good shape. It's not like this isn't, yeah. No, because he's got the, the tight jeans to tell you, you know. Legitimate threat here. <laughs> show off his, his nice thighs. So a transgendered woman was filmed, confront and a woman I put in quotes. It's a dude. Confronting a GameStop employee for misgendering, and I'm going to change it. It says her, him, on Thursday. The reaction to the confrontation online has been uh, ripped with transphobia as the story became a right-wing flashpoint about liberals being triggered amid a, amid a wave of finger-pointing headlines like transgender woman freaks out. Uh, and it goes on, so you guys can look this up, but the video is, is priceless. you got to watch this video. And it, it just kind of looks like this dude was looking for a fight. You know? Okay, here's the best part. Another woman in uh, that's off screen, that's in the GameStop, she says, quote, excuse me, sir, there's a young man in here. You need to watch your mouth, un end quote. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it just triggered him. Because he's, he's, he's dropping F-bombs and, you know, threatening yeah. to sue him and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um and the little dude behind the, the desk is terrified. And he's not trying to a antagonize this person because he keeps he keeps he keeps saying sir. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah. Sir, please calm down. Sir, please calm down. You know what? You know, it's ma'am. It's ma'am. Quick call you call me sir one more time. Let's take it outside. I'll show you, sir. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And this little dude's, I mean, he's probably pissing his pants. He's like, holy crap. You know, I thought this was, you know, WWE guy coming in. I was going to ask for the dude's autograph. <laughs> so, Man. Just, it's bizarre. But the, the the reaction is completely over the top. So yeah. either this. Let's, let's, let's also point out that this behavior, whether this was just a normal guy or a normal woman in the store, the behavior itself is just completely unacceptable. It is. And in, in the mentality behind it, like. You have to really be completely freaked out and out of your mind uh, to to do something like this. Well, you've got to have some issues. There's some underlying issues here. Yes. You know, I don't know what the problem is, but either this person, you know, this was their goal was to go in and you know get some attention, some notoriety by doing this, or you know, there's a there's an underlying issue with this maybe drugs. I don't know what it is. I'll put it to you this way: This is one of those scenarios. If I'm in Game GameStop. I'm positioning myself somewhere in that store to keep an eye on him, her, yeah. and calling 911, and I've got my hand on my pistol already. Well, somebody like, should have called the police to begin with because the violent yeah. behavior, he was knocking stuff over, kicking stuff, threatening, and he's a big dude, too. You know, exactly. everybody else around is, you know, much smaller, timid human beings than this human being. I'll call yeah. him a human being. How about that? Yeah, you should call him a human being. Um, but, um, he, I think he went in, he wanted some money back for a game or something. I don't know what, what the whole thing started off, but go watch the video. It's, it's hilarious and it's disturbing at the same time. Yeah. There's another video circulating. I think everyone's probably seen it by now. Uh, the guy that walks into, it looks like a health food store mm, I don't um, know. and he's trying to get some supplements for his wife 
and he's got a Trump hat on, okay. a Trump shirt on, or make it, make America great again hat. In the 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 guy behind the counter, clearly snowflake liberal. I mean, flipped his freaking lid, dude. Oh, it wow. is great. Like he is literally mentally insane. The and employee. Yeah, the employee, and I mean, he's he subsequently got fired for that, from what I've read. But well, yeah, I mean, hope so. he is just—I mean, it's it's actually disturbing to watch. Like he's pulling his hair and screaming at the top of his lungs because a guy has a Trump shirt on. Oh my gosh, crazy! And he won't, and he won't, he won't serve sell him. him. Yeah, he won't sell him this. Well, I think he finally did after. Uh, it, it just you just have to go watch it. Just. Yeah, just search guy freaks out in health food store or something like that. Okay, I'll check that one out. You guys check that one out too. Maybe he'll we'll throw him on next week. We'll talk about that one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but old Tennessean goes on to say he says also wanted to recommend a new series after the AK Corner, which if you guys have been living under a rock, we started a new series called the Talking Lead AK Corner, presented by Pioneer Arms Corps. Twelve part exactly. series, learning anything, everything about AKs. Make sure you check it out each month. <laughs> Yeah. He says, Mauser, lots to cover there. The Mauser brothers' history and start of the company, the early rifles leading up to the G98, all the different versions spun off, Springfield, Persians, etc. The pistols, designers like Joseph Nicky, uh, and a line of pistols including creating the CZ pistols. So he goes uh, on, goes on. But yeah, that's a good, a good suggestion uh, on what we do. But I've got an idea of maybe what our next one may be. Uh, and it could involve Chad and the Keltec group. We'll see. What? We're going to talk about it off air. In the ballpark corner. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving it away. What? I just guessed. Uh huh. Oh, I mean, it's pretty obvious what. Uh, I mean, what are you guys known for? You know, for your bullpups. Yeah. So, uh, and other things. And other, well, yeah, other things. But yeah. So thank you, old Tennessean, for sending that one in. Um, long jack wagon. We, these are good topics. So you guys keep sending them in. Talkingledgmail.com, uh, jack wagon train, jack wagon nominee, something There's like that. There's a couple we didn't even get to. So well, yeah. we we got. I'm gonna do one more. Good stuff. Let's do one more. Which one do you think we should do? This Ohio man that steals the gun from a dying victim of a motorcycle accident, dude. Come yes. on, man. So Columbus, Ohio, WBNS uh, slash CNN uh, reports that an Ohio dad is mourning after mourning after his son was killed in a traffic accident. Now that the tragedy has been compounded by uh, the illegal actions of another person, police say seconds after the accident, instead of getting help, a man stole the gun off the victim. So kids riding his motorcycle uh, gets into an accident um, with a, a car. Uh, is literally laying, dying in the street. And this guy, instead of helping the the poor kid on the bike that's struggling for his life, uh, steals his pistol. Oh, my gosh. His, I have to assume, I didn't read all the way through it, but I have to assume it was on his person or laying close to him. So what it but, said was he had a, a shoulder holster. Okay. But the video shows the guy is checking him. I think he's taking his wallet and everything. I think he's, you know, he's taking all his valuables and he sees the gun, he takes the gun. Um, and at the scene of the crime, he's still there. I think the police show up and they start questioning him. He's like, Hey, this guy's got a shoulder holster. Where's the gun? You know? And dude is like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I think they nailed him. I think they caught him. Good. I'm not I mean, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm usually, I, unless, you know, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen the video. I just, all I know about it is from what we talked about a minute ago, a little while ago. And then this, uh, these few words in this article here. 
Yeah. Um, I always try to get people the benefit of the doubt. I don't, maybe the guy was nervous that someone else was going to show up on the scene and grab the gun. And he was like, <laughs> he's holding it for his friend. I don't yeah. know, but he did. You know, and and then didn't. when the cops showed up and they asked him about it, maybe he was scared to pull it out and give it to, I don't know, or tell him he had it, you know, cause he might, no. they might've thought he was, cause he didn't automatically. I mean, that's something you take somebody's gun. You're going to say, Hey, this is the first thing He's like, Hey, this dude had this, take it. You and, know? And, and as a guy that rides motorcycles a lot and I carry my gun with me, if I were to get in an accident and my guns popped out, or was visible. I would hope that a responsible person would secure it for me. Yeah. And not necessarily st- try to steal it, but secure the gun so that when law enforcement showed up, they, he could say, Hey, there was a gun in this holster. I took it out because he's obviously not right in the head. Cause he just banged his head or he's, or he's in serious help or whatever. Just secure the gun, you know? Yeah. And that, that makes perfect sense. Well, just for anybody else wondering or, you know, what, yeah, secure the gun, but he should have just left it alone, wait for the police to get there and let them do their thing. If somebody tried to come up to him, unless they were, a, you know, an EMT or something. Yeah. But uh, obviously the guy's actions on the video uh, are suspect. So he's got some explaining to do. And I hope they I hope they have this guy in custody and uh, are making him explain his actions. Yeah. But let me clarify when When I say secure my gun on the motorcycle, if the gun popped out and slid down the road, it was in uh, plain sight. This gun was not in plain sight. This guy actually went up and started searching the guy's person. Yeah, if it's if it's still in my holster and you happen to see it because my shirt's up or or you know like this guy, if I don't carry a shoulder holster, but you know if I did, I would expect you to administer help. Uh, not not your first concern be like, oh, he's got a gun in this holster. Let me pull this out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's if I'm dying, on. I'm not going to shoot you for trying to help me. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's it's all suspect, and uh, I with the the guy's dad says this guy took a registered firearm, stole it off my dying son, and don't know if he's taking it out and put into the community. I don't want somebody else. So apparently they don't they haven't caught the guy. They didn't get he, the gun back. Apparently the guy showed up and pretty much rifled through his pockets, is what it says here. That's yeah, yeah that's intent, man. Right. And the dad goes on to say, I don't want somebody else to be hurt, somebody else to lose a child because of what this guy's done. So there you go. Yeah, definitely jack wagon material right there. So if any of you leadheads uh, see a follow up to this story, send it to me. I wanna I wanna know what happens. Yeah, that's that's beyond jack wagon. That's that's jackass. Yeah. So that's yeah. A- so that's a good one too. To end our jackway, we've got several more. So, Jason Farmer, thank you for sending that in. Old Tennessee. Jacob Roseski, I know you've sent in a couple as well. Yeah, we'll get to, to more of these in the next episode, and I know you guys are going to send more in. So, Gunny, get that jack wagon train out of here. So, Chad. Question. Speaking of motorcycle accidents and things that rhyme. Things that rhyme. Didn't you didn't you just recently uh, have an encounter, one of those encounters yourself? I did. I did. Let's talk about that. Can you talk about that? Do you want to talk I, about that? I can. Okay. And for those that are going to immediately ask the question, yes, I was carrying uh, a firearm because I pretty much never am not carrying a firearm, but uh, it was secured in a firearm bag on the back of my bike, so it didn't go flying down the street or anything, and it was completely concealed and nobody would have known about it. Responsible but, gun carrier. Yeah, got to be responsible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was in an accident. Uh, uh, October 29th, I got T-boned 
by a woman making an illegal left turn mm. and uh, sent me flying in the air. I didn't, I'll tell you what I remember about the accident <clears throat> and then I'll fill you in on what people told me happened. Okay. <laughs> so I was behind a guy in a truck on a two lane road, double yellow line. And uh, he locked up his brakes. I mean, just locked him up. And I was, I wasn't following close, um, but obviously a little too close to stop. Bikes don't stop like cars do. For those of you out there that aren't familiar with motorcycles, they don't stop. Um, I don't care how good your brakes are. Especially uh, when you I'm, slam your brakes on, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've got a four-piston Brembo in the front and two-piston in the rear, and the bike wasn't going to stop. There's no way. But uh, my options were, to my right, a chain-link fence and a power pole, or to my left, a, an open an open oncoming lane. So I chose the path of least resistance because I didn't want to eat this guy's bumper. It's like, Chad, do you want what's behind door number one or door number two? <laughs> yeah. So, and the thing is, is I had enough time or I was far enough behind him to make that decision. So I know that I was traveling behind him at a relatively safe distance. Um, we were going about 40 miles an hour. I think it was a 35 mile an hour speed limit zone. And we were probably going about that or a little lower. And so I went around him and I turned because the lane oncoming lane was perfectly clear, but I go around the guy and I look over to my right to kind of mean mug him. <laughs> mean mugging him locking up his brakes and you know in front of me or whatever and as i'm mean mugging him out of the corner of my left eye i see a wheel and it's not his wheel and so i immediately bury my foot in the rear brake um to slow the bike down so that I at least can turn my head around and, and find out what's in front of me i don't even get my head around and i look i'm looking at my front suspension and i see something now out of the peripheral vision of my right eye uh, don't still don't know what it is. I didn't identify uh, the vehicle at all. But as I'm looking straight down at my front suspension while using my peripheral vision to see what's coming at me, I, I grab a fistful of front brake. Oh. So the last thing I remember seeing before impact was my front suspension getting buried uh, and the bike like obviously slowing down uh, quite a bit. And then um, she T-boned me and my right arm and and right leg took the brunt of the uh, impact and um I, I don't remember the impact whatsoever i don't even i never even remembered her vehicle i thought it was some blue small blue car that hit me as it turns out it was a red ford uh expedition <laughs> no, <laughs> not even close I launched, yeah I, was, I got launched about 15 feet in the air they said or sorry i traveled 15 feet in the air and landed literally on my head and my uh, left side on my ribs and uh, ended up breaking four ribs and, and getting a brain bleed, a pretty oh. severe profession. So then they, you know, yeah. the trauma alert. So they brought a helicopter in and, and flew me out of there. And uh, I have complete amnesia about the impact. And um, I only remember certain, certain things about um, the aftermath. Yeah. Like I remember looking up at the EMTs that they're, they're working on me. And uh, I remember specific because this traumatized me too. I had a really nice leather on. I always, I always ride my gear, safety gear. <laughs> right. Nice leather on, and I think that the reason I remember this is because it's nice leather. And the guy had cutting your leather. He had scissors in his right hand, <laughs> and in my left hand, the sleeve of my leather. And I'm just going, no. All you're thinking is, don't cut it. But dude, take he it off. he zipped through that leather like butter. I mean, it was like nothing. And then cut my jacket off. I remember that, and I remember my dad holding my my left hand and looking down at me and he's like, you're going to be all right. It's okay. You know, well, my dad lives 
across the street from me and i was about probably 12 minutes from the house mm. so the i old the old adage you know most accidents happen within what 10 miles of the house or something like that i think it's two miles it's yeah two miles, but, yeah yeah so i so anyway i i got hit impact hit my head apparently they had to tell me what i did but i stood up took my helmet off threw it on the ground walked over to my bike picked it up rolled it off the street put the kickstand down and then pulled my phone out and called my dad and i talked to my dad for like five minutes and you don't remember any of that i don't remember any Holy of it cow. yeah my dad's like yeah <laughs> you called me and you told me where you're at and and um but yeah it was i can was, i can feel for you man because i've had several head injuries myself and um you know i did things that i didn't didn't recall either yeah. It's so it's so bizarre. I've never experienced anything like that. I don't think I've ever had a concussion or anything. And for about a a solid three weeks to a month, um, I was having it, it was it was progressively getting better, but I was having a really hard time putting sentence sentences together. Yeah, kind of like today. And, yeah, and it's still occasionally <laughs> if I get a headache, I, I have to look at the ceiling and I, I I can't think of words or someone will ask me a question and I'll stare at them blankly. Like uh, it's so weird. Welcome to and, my world, but <laughs> and uh, I have, but I have you have new, remarkably recovered, and I mean it's 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 a miracle that you're still walking. I am, it, you know, and for a motorcycle accident, I'll take it. That's most people don't. I have no road rash. Again, wear wear your gear if you're on you're on a motorcycle. But um, yeah, they. <clears throat> I was in the trauma center for uh, three and a half days, which is a freaking miracle in and of itself that I even left. Yeah, but that early is unheard of but you're a physically fit guy you work out you know you stay in shape that that attributes a lot to that you know because we I'm definitely physically fat for sure physically fat <laughs> fit <laughs> i said fit you, you spelled fat wrong <laughs> use the wrong vowel <laughs> vanna can i get an uh yeah no and that's yeah that could be could be part of it too well, i think it's got I, a lot I, to do with it you know that's that's part of what we preach on this show too is you know if you're going to be a good responsible gun owner you know you got to stay in shape too but just this is a prime example i guarantee you it's attributed to the shape that you're in had you not been in if you've been in lesser shape you probably your injuries probably would have been worse and i heard that from several staff at the hospital that you even uh, as well but so it is a female staff, I assume. Hmm? Yeah. What's that? I said oh, so, yeah. So when I was telling you, I only remembered certain things. Here's what not, here's this. This is make your listeners laugh. Uh, so I remember going to the ambulance, blacked out again. Then I remember them loading because the ambulance took me about two miles to get on a helicopter. So then they loaded me in the chopper. I remember getting in the chopper and asking the, the, the chopper medics if I could get a window seat. So clearly <laughs> I still have my wits about me. And uh, then blacked out again and remember waking up to the chopper landing briefly. Then what? remember waking up again uh, to go into the elevator at the hospital Then passed out again and then woke up again as they were rolling the gurney into the emergency room. Well, going into the ER, I looked up and there was a very attractive doctor standing above me and three very attractive nurses uh -huh. standing around me and they were cutting my pants off. <laughs> now, was this a hallucination or did that actually happen? No, it actually happened. She verified that. Okay. So they they cut yeah because they have to cut you and then uh, roll you uh, to check your back, spine, head, and stuff. So they cut my pants and underwear off, and I immediately grabbed my junk and I was like, "Hospital shrinkage!" That <laughs> 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 was like good. And um, oh. the the uh, trooper that 
was at the accident scene. She was there as well. And they were, I just remember everybody throwing their head back, just dying laughing. You're worried so, about your junk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, just, it's good to know that uh, even after head trauma, I still have some sort of sense of humor. <laughs> it's just those natural reflexes kicking in, you know? Yeah. But well, we're glad you're, you're doing, you're on the road to recovery. Like I said, you're still, still a little bit foggy on a few things, but your ribs, how are your ribs doing, man? Uh, they say they told me about six months um, to a year. Uh, some of the ribs, I think two of them will probably be right at the six month mark before they stop hurting. Yeah. Uh, and then two of them were, were pretty badly broken. And um, they say probably those ribs might take about a year or so before I can swing a golf club, a baseball bat. And you know, ribs, like they can't do anything for ribs, can they? They just do they got to try uh, to. How do they? They can do. Uh, they can do surgery uh, where they kind of, you know, if it's a really bad break, they can put it like a normal bone. They would just put some screws in there and put it back together. But yeah. apparently the way mine were broken uh, and where they were broken, there wasn't really much they could do as far as surgery. Uh, and then yeah. two of them were fractured. So the fractured one's not too bad. But, you know, my friend Mike said, you know, the best thing you can do for ribs is barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, bros. <laughs> it's a perfect deal. <laughs> i like that so your arm you had you had a little arm injury as well yeah i was gonna say when you're talking about being fit or whatever um my arm swelled up no joke too i probably had about a 22 inch arm pythons nice I, yeah 20, 22 inch bicep and tricep uh and from my wrist to my shoulder it was as black as my talking lead coffee cup here <laughs> it was pretty nasty and uh that took six weeks before the bruising started to fade yeah. um but it was amazing again another miracle even in the er my wrist fingers elbow shoulder no injury to bones whatsoever it was only nice. only bruising i mean i could even twist and do this without yeah. any pain see so, i can't do that now with no injury mine hurts <laughs> like a like a mofo but uh no leg injuries do you think because you said you got hit with the leg in the leg too you have OLD syndrome. Um, I uh, from my knee to my ankle, same thing. Very bad bruising on my uh, on the outside of my calf muscle down to my yeah. ankle, and again, not, no nothing broken. Very no walking issues. Yeah, so it it was. Have you shot since then? I'm no. I know you have. I've seen some videos. How's that affect yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, just in the last probably three weeks, I've been comp. Uh, it's been comfortable enough to shoulder a rifle for not really an extended period of time, but like just rain session. You um, but learning to shoot offhand. What's that? You learning to shoot offhand? Uh, no, I mean, I used to practice that anyway, but yeah. I don't, I haven't even tried that, but, uh, it's, it's just the, the holding my arm out was painful, right. but it's, it's fine now from the ribs holding it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's weird how all this is all connected, man. Cause <laughs> It's all connected. You heard the song before. Yeah, like you would think you're using most of your shoulder, but really it engages your core. And, and anytime these muscles pull, it, it creates pain in your ribs. Right. So when do you think you'll be back in action? Uh, cool. Full action? I'm going to go um, – I, I put up a post about it. Um, my sponsor, Warren Scope Mount, send me, sent me some uh, new mounts, and I got it kind of stoked the fire a little bit. Um yeah, Warren Scope Man's good friend of the show, Leilani over there. Yeah, yeah, Leilani, she's awesome. The whole the whole Warren family is amazing. But they sent me a new scope mount because I had the old logo on mine, so they sent me a new one. And um, 
when I got that in, I opened up the box. I'm like, you know, I just, for whatever reason, just seeing that kind of got me super stoked about three gun again. Cause I kind of got, it was last a trigger, year, wasn't it? It, was a, it triggered it in your head, like Warren's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three gun, the good kind of triggered. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got inspired to get to get back on the on my three gun game, and so uh, this year I'm gonna uh, do a ton of training um, and try to push myself like never before because I always loved three gun and I always liked um, shooting the matches, but I really never liked practicing. Yeah, um, it's kind of key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and i've got a lot of friends uh that are posting videos all the time of their three gun training and i'm like you know what? that's why those guys are so good and and i've meet and i've always been a mediocre three gunner so yeah uh i'm gonna start pushing myself push my limits and um good man that's one of my goals this year too uh, you know i got the got the old eyeballs worked on so i can see now got that, i'm still blind but i'm gonna i'm gonna go into it blind and just kind of yeah, I got the Cadillac out of my eye, so I I can see see now. <laughs> so uh, that's that's one of my goals. I want to. Uh, my goal is after Shot Show, then I'm going to start engaging with uh, doing some some competition shooting at our local Good. range here, and then expand it from there. Good. And the other thing I really want to focus on is uh, personal defense training. Um, right on. I've, I've always done that i haven't necessarily done a ton of three gun training on my own and forced myself to do that but i always have forced myself to do some sort of concealed carry yeah training and um and i really want to hit that really hard cool. too uh with different scenarios include my vehicle things like that yeah well we've got some some good things coming up with talking lead in those realms where we're working i can't i can't make the announcements yet but we're working with a i say one or two uh, well-known trainers and putting together some lead head listener classes around the country. Nice. This show is totally full of uh, clickbait. Yeah, today. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully by Shot Show we can make that announcement on what's coming up. But we've got actually we've got a couple of lead heads that are working on that uh, as we speak. So sweet to what come soon. Soon to come. So uh, that yeah. Bad motorcycle accident, but you're very fortunate, and you're back in action. You're not letting it keep a good man down. You're still riding too, aren't you? You didn't scare you away from bikes at all. Heck yeah, I'm still riding. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, about to build a new chopper. So, what What's kind that? of damage did it do to your bike? Oh, that's, uh, it bent the shifter shaft, um, and I got a slight dent in my um, my oil tank. That was um, it. Oh, uh, sorry. It. It dinged up the handlebars a little bit too, but which is fine because I wanted to put the original bars back on it anyway. Right. Um, so yeah, but it's once I get the shifter shaft um, put back and you know get it straight again, I got to heat it up and bend it back. I've just I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Um, gotcha. Yeah, put some oil in it and run it. So uh, I made a post the other day, uh, asked leadheads to send in questions to ask you. And uh, that was one. They wanted to know how you were doing. Uh, that was from uh, Tandem Dooley. I appreciate all of those people that have been asking me how. I've been getting text messages and emails like crazy, and I, I love you guys. And they and they they love the Chad too. And uh, <laughs> he's got a two part question. Let's see. Uh, after the wreck, is he going to be on the three gun circuit this year? So we answered that. Yes. Uh, second, tell me why I need an RFB instead of a 16-inch AR-10 in 308. You know anything about bullpups? You know you get a a, a much bigger gun in a, in a smaller package. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier, maneuverable, and tighter spaces. 
My yeah. here's my answer to that. I know he wasn't asking me. Uh, there should be no instead of. There should be no answer. My initial answer would be why not both. That, but, thank uh, you. Yes, there you go. That's, that's where I was going with this. To take okay. instead out of your question and just get both. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, but get the RFB first. Yeah, the RFB is amazing. I've shot that thing. I love it. And it's got a lot of advantages, especially if uh, I don't know if he's left-handed or not, but that will be the deal breaker right. there for sure. Uh, because the RFB ejects forward and it's it's completely ambi. Yeah. So and it's just cool. You take it to the range and people immediately want to know what it is. Yeah, and it just it. What are you going to be using it for? So I mean, there's a lot of other factors that we could ask you. You know, what are you going to be using? If if you have to have one or the other, you know, be more specific on your your needs. You know what that is, but you know, it's just it's cooler looking. It's You've cool got looking. the full ambi. Uh, you can have all the attachments. You know, you can definitely, put, definitely more balanced than an AR10. Don't get me wrong, I got I got AR10s and I love them, love them. But uh, the RFB is. Uh, much more balanced it you yeah. know if you intend to go out to the range or go out to the desert or i don't know where he's located but and you want to shoot all day an rfb is going to be old, uh less fatiguing for you so that's one plus there yeah. and the same could be said for the rdb also you know yes the the five five six two two three platform that you guys have love that especially, one too especially the uh the survival model thing only weighs like five and a half pounds or something crazy yeah. <laughs> And then he goes on, he's got a, it's a three part question. It says, Oh, and three, what is the voodoo rumor? I hear about a 30 round 22 LR pistol and can I get one threaded? He, he, you don't know nothing about that. I mean, that's been out for a minute, right? The PMR? No. Okay. Fill me in. All right. Well, he may be talking about the PMR. That's no. actually, you, you might be right, but, uh, I doubt it. PMR 30 is, uh, 30, for those that don't know, it's a 30 round uh, 22 mag semi auto pistol, and you can get a threaded barrel for that off our website. Okay, cool. Um, and then. Um, What's the voodoo have, rumor he's talking about? I don't. <laughs> the voodoo rumor is probably, and he didn't quite read that, either that or the article didn't get it right, but it's a 33 round 22 long rifle competition bullseye pistol. That's based off of the PMR 30 frame, which oh. you get a longer barrel and uh, you get 33 rounds of 22 long rifle and it's called the CP 33. Okay. Yeah. Because the PMR is 22 mag. It's not 22 long rifle. Right. Hey Matt, can you hand me that CP 33? Oh, you got me. one? Of course I got one. Are they out? Are they available? They are not yet available. We're going to, okay. it's a shot show announcement, but we are there in production. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So for our listeners that have been with Caltech for a long time, um, I want to give you a bit of good news. I don't know if I was, if I told you this last time we talked, but um, we are no longer announcing firearms at SHOT Show uh -huh. or anywhere else for that matter that are not already in production and ready to ship. Nice. So, Thank so you for doing that. <laughs> you see, a, If you see a, a firearm at SHOT Show, we're already ready. We're we're shipping. Them I think already. that's a catching trend because I've heard several companies that are following suit with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's benefits to kind of doing it both ways, really. Yeah. Um, you gotta if you're gonna announce something and not build it, you need to build it shortly after that yeah. because if you're trying to build hype or whatever. Which, by the way, for the record, we have never done that. Um, we just like showing off stuff that we. Uh, right, and I've heard that companies will do that. You know, they'll. Uh, announce you know s you know five or six different new things 
and then they'll see which one they get the most buzz about, and that's the one they'll build. That's yeah. true. Yep. That looks so, like uh, that's like something out of that. Uh, what was that movie? Logan's Run, not Logan's Run. Um, it had Tom Selleck in it. I don't know. It looks like a gun out of that. That's cool looking. It's also threaded half twenty eight. Half twenty eight. It's twenty two LR. It's not twenty two magnums. Twenty two LR. And it's got co- adjustable competition fiber optic sights. Oh, you guys! If you could see this, have you and, uh, have you guys posted any pictures of it yet anywhere? It'll come with clear clear thirty three round mags. There's um, we haven't. Um, there's articles in shooting illust shooting industry shooting industry. Um, they did like a leak on. Uh, Was that an approved leak or? Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, it was approved, but actually, I don't think it was necessarily a leak. I think they were, they intended to release it, but they were getting, uh, and rightfully so, they're advertising for Shot Show, and so you know, they're kind of their whole article was around, and there was a whole bunch of guns, and they're not just ours, um, of guns like sneak peeks of guns that you're going to see at Shot Show. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, there's a sneak peek of that. So can I get a picture of that to post with this show? Of course. Okay, so there you go, Leadhead. So go to the show notes, go to our website, TalkingLead.com, and you'll be able to see uh, a picture of this. And I'll probably post it, if it's okay, I'll post it on social media too. Sure, and we've got another shotgun we're going to show at SHOT Show. And when you come out to your media day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll you'll be shooting both of these. Uh, yeah, I will, definitely. So they're going to yeah. be out there ready, ready to shoot. Yeah, so the other gun that we have is the... That were introduced since the KS7. Did you? Do you have it? Can I, I do. See, can I see um, it? Hey Matt, can you hand me that? I'm tethered here. <laughs> Sorry. The KS7. Yeah. So the KS7 is 12 gauge shotgun. It's a single tube KSG. If you, for your listeners, to yeah. Imagine that. Um, so the KSG is Caltech's uh, bullpup uh, double. It's a double tube shotgun that they have. Yeah, single barrel, two tubes. But this is a single tube. Single tube, single barrel. It comes lighter uh, weight. It's gonna come out. Yeah, it's very lightweight, and it's gonna come out of the box with this carry handle on it, and then you can see it's got a fiber optic bead. Oh yeah, nice. So it's got a top carry handle that goes over the the barrel uh, area. Yeah, very and nice. And the sights. This in handle. There. We've gotten mixed reviews on the handle at first glance. Um, people hate it. People love it. But you can just take. It's easy to take off. You uh-huh. can take it off, and you can put a pick rail on top. Okay. So if you put a red dot site, all that kind of stuff. So we'll have a uh, pick rail available. And we're also going to have, um, it's a quick change for the barrel and the tube. Mm-hmm. So you can actually extend the tube and your barrel. Oh, or nice. One or, the other, or however you want to do it. Yeah. So uh, that's the unique thing about the KS7. So what's the length of it right there on the uh, 20, 26.1? It's the same length as the. As the KSG. KSG, okay, yeah, but it's it's way lighter because it's you're missing a single tube and you're missing a, a whole bunch of parts the selectors. Here. Yeah, it makes it way lighter. Yeah, and um, it's it's the bull. Just think of it as a bullpup uh, competition to say a Mossberg 500, okay, or Remington 870, or any any of the tactical versions of those guns. Um, anything with an 18 and a half inch barrel, um, but uh, ours is off. It's threaded. Yeah, you know, it's a so, slim down KSG. Yeah, it looks nice. It is. I like it. Yeah, What's and the it weight? Comes, the uh, except the forend has uh, these are molded hand hand stops, both front and rear. Mm-hmm. Those um, look good too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and these are M lock slots on the sides mm-hmm. in the polymer, so you can, uh, you can add, yep add stuff to that if Extra you want. Extra shells. 
M-lock slots uh, on the front here. This is where your lights, uh, light, laser, combos, whatever would, yeah. would go. So there's plenty of plenty of space on here to put stuff, um, which kind of solved a little uh, a couple of the problems of the the KS the original KSG. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, and I I asked the question that everyone else is probably going to mm-hmm. ask on first glance is like what does it do that the KSG doesn't do and um, it's lighter <laughs> it, it's lighter and the best thing is the price point yeah. it's uh, I don't know what the MSRP but I know it's way under like hundreds of dollars under the, the KSG KSG yeah so and the savings so uh, a I'm sub sorry. like a sub six hundred dollar gun. Somewhere around there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking probably street price about what a Mossberg 500 or any of those okay. other yeah. guns would, would cost. So that'll be the price point. And then um, uh, the cost savings come from the lack of, um, you know, it takes half the time to build this. Yeah, it's fewer uh, parts. I mean, the things that make sense why it would be more affordable. Yeah, fewer materials. So quality yeah, same. Uh, Still getting good quality parts. Saying, hey, check out this innovative gun. We're going to charge you more for it. You know, we're actually charging <laughs> way less for it. So. That's cool. Yeah. So that's the K KS seven. KS seven. It holds out of the box. It'll hold seven shells in the in the tube and one in the chamber. So okay. And then the the twenty two LR pistols called the CP thirty three. CP thirty three. Yeah. CP uh, Charlie Papa. CP stands for competition pistol. Thirty three rounds. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was looking for that movie, Runaway. Did you see the movie Runny, Runaway with uh, Tom Selleck? I don't recall that one. Uh, it had Gene Simmons in it, and they had the little um, six-legged robots that would go around and inject acid in people. Or- Dude, <laughs> so Google, no, I don't want your listeners to Google this because it doesn't look anything like the gun, but it, I can see where you... Yeah, I mean, I, it, like the one Heather Locklear's holding. Not, not really Heather Locklear. There's a movie. Maybe it wasn't this movie. There's a movie that that looks similar. I was thinking Logan's Run, but maybe that's not it. Look up Logan's Run and see if it. Logan's Run pistol. All right. Yeah. Maybe it's more similar to that one. No, I'm just completely off today. So I'm off my movies. <laughs> no, I think you're right. The Logan's Run one does look a lot like. Very a little similar. Okay, it's it's the movie version of a real gun. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's that is a weird looking gun. It's, it's that's real. When well, it was a it was a movie prop. It's not real. Okay. Yeah, because like I've never seen one before. But uh, oh, dude, yeah. you gotta watch Logan Run. You never watch Logan Run. It's a good movie. That's where you're getting that from. So, <laughs> so, so don't listen to me. It it looks like something that I've seen in the movies. But this is a real gun. Functions. Yeah. Yeah, I should add that it's it's also M-lock on the bottom here. Oh, okay. And this whole housing, by the way, I, you can't tell on the camera. This is all aluminum. M-lock on a pistol. Yeah, so the bottom the bottom M-lock section and the entire top or upper of the gun is all aluminum. Nice. So it's not yeah. the polymer, it's aluminum. Right. Yeah. But it's still super light. So, yeah. And um very very uh suppressor friendly. Yes. So, yeah. Very cool. Super fun. So two new releases at SHOT Show. Yep. And you're the first person I've told about. Well, you know, Talking Lead is the exclusive, the show for exclusives. So thank you for doing that. (laughs) I look forward to talking more at SHOT Show about it and, uh, you know, bring props. So, you know, we'll do a social media live or something like that. Oh, yeah. For the Leadheads. Of course. You know how I do. So let's go. More questions for Chad. There was one about 
the KSG cycling issues. Um, what I don't, I'm not familiar with that. I'm not either. Um, I get, a, I get questions like that from time to time. Um, and it's because people are watching, it's the blessing and curse of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, they watch videos that are probably eight years old yeah. and uh, they don't, they don't realize it's an eight year old video. And so they'll ask, you know, have you gotten the bugs out of this gun or that gun? And, or have yeah. you fixed the magazines here and there? Because the reviewer may say, uh, yeah, the gun's great, but I really don't like the magazines. And so they just take that and they kind of the informational email us like, so have you fixed the magazines sure. or whatever? Yeah. So, I think, um, I think what he's talking about here, th- in my experience, that's a user, you know, a user era. If, if you're not familiar with that, that platform, the layout of the KSG and you know, how you operate it, the racking is a little different than normal so, yeah, because it's shorter. Although so, very, very slight, there is a learning curve. Yeah, it's a little, but it's like any, any gun you get, you want to go out, you want to shoot it, you want to practice with it, you want to become efficient with it. So, you know, if you're not out regularly shooting your KSG, then that's probably your issues. You're short stroking the, um, with the cock, cocking it. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Why did you go? I'm sitting here doing the, the jerk action. Off. Yeah. The action. The action. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they're short stroking the action. Uh, so I think yeah. that's probably what he's talking about there. That's from yeah. Doug. It could be that, or I mean, it could be, a, he could have watched a video with somebody with a legitimate uh, feeding issue or something like that happens, you know? So sometimes it's the ammo too. You know, you get some of that 12 gauge. That's true. That's true. 12 gauge a lot of times it's the ammo. Yep. Very, very finicky. Uh, that was from Doug. So thank you, Doug. Uh, Disruptive Tactics Inc. Dis- I can't say. So you know who you are. He says, I love Chad. <laughs> Disruptive Tactics Inc. Thank you. Disruptive no. Tactics Tactic Inc. <laughs> tactics Inc. I can't say it today. You know who you are. I know who you are. Uh, you're you're one of our our big followers. So thank you. We love Chad too. Says uh, can't wait. We got uh, that one. Cycling issues. I need that shirt. Well, get them at uh, at seventeen seventy six united dot com. You can get that shirt. What is in store for the future of Caltech? We just talked about that. That is in the. That's the immediate future of Caltech. That's the immediate. What's the? Can you go into distant? future i can tell you that over the next four to five years um and i'm only saying this now i have to explain to your listeners that don't know me um i'm not i'm not just a you know hair club for men you know (laughs) hair club for men present no i'm a i'm a huge fan of my company and like i pinch myself every day because not everyone can say that like they work in an industry you know they it's just a job to them to, but I'm also, since I'm a huge fan, I'm a big critic of our company. Yeah. And so when I see products, I, I want the engineers to implement certain things because I'm on the ground with you guys. Like I'm a shooter. I shoot three gun. I shoot tactical classes. I go out and have fun plinking with my friends and family. So I get it. I understand the wants and needs for the industry or the customers. So when they present me with you know here's the next thing we have coming out this is what this is our newest design we're gonna put this out i either i'm like eh, i don't know if people are gonna like that or i get i point at the screen and i go that's badass and i want one <laughs> if it's badass and i want one i can almost guarantee you that most people that know us are gonna think the same thing mm-hmm. and i can tell you without a doubt over the next four to five years um we've got about seven seven to nine products that are gonna freaking blow your mind it's crazy any just hint when, as to you know 
I can't realm or hunting tactics. Um, and again, if you're a fan of Caltech, you know this about us. Um, but I, when I went to George's office and saw these renderings and stuff and his, his designs, the future designs coming up, um, I thought to myself, I I didn't think you could be any more innovative. And then you're freaking blowing my mind again. And I'm talking like seven products that oh I, my gosh my mind is just like exploding right now with thinking what what it could I be know, and i wish i could tell you because it's crazy uh, i'm like this one george how do you are, think of this stuff dude are y'all hiring can i get a job there just so <laughs> i can be in the know <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy man but i'm gonna send you yeah, my application it, it, we've we've got there's a, a very long future uh ahead um for us as far as innovation goes and honestly i again i I can't believe he he thinks of these things. It's just it's weird because most most things that are quote unquote innovative are generally either really cool but they're not practical, so they're kind of gimmicky. But the stuff that he comes up with is not only super innovative; it's actually practical. Mm-hmm. You can use it in your daily life. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've said it. You know, ever since you know we've been talking, and I said it even before. I mean, Keltec is one of the most innovative firearms company out there and that's what we need in this industry they're not doing the same old thing over and over again you know right. like like um oh god who is it that just came mossberg you know just came out with another freaking handgun oh. it looks it, it looks just like a walther pps you know i went i saw it at the the show this week yeah it's got a couple of you know cool little little things to it differences but it's the same old same old where you're not getting that with kelt i mean look at the sub 2000 Look at the KSG shotgun. Yeah. Look at this well, the new 22 uh, LR that they're coming out with. The PMR. Yeah, I can't say even remotely what it is, but along those lines, um, we're going to... we're Stop it. You're <laughs> killing me. We're doubling <laughs> down on cool again. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. And, um, yeah, I actually just found out. I, I knew I heard about the idea a while, ago, a while ago, but I just found out yesterday that, that it's this is a product that is... Like I think there's like four phases of R and D, and we're in the fourth phase of R. It's happening. In other oh, words, wow. it's coming out, and it's uh. So it's too late for me to get in on the the think tank behind it. I would love <laughs> to get get on one of your committees. You know, when you come out with a new product, and just give my wild, harebrained ideas. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you and the listeners a hint. All right, cool. So we're not known for, and I'm talking handguns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to exclude the PMR30 because the PMR30 has a phenomenal trigger. We're not known for good triggers in our self-defense handguns. This one has an incredible trigger, mm. and that's all I can tell you. <laughs> okay. All and, right. and we are not late to the party because, like you said, it's not um, the same Mossberg old, same came old. Out, Mossberg came out of the pistol. It's the same, same old, same old, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, this is not, we're not coming late to that party at all. This is a whole new thing. Cool. So I'm excited. We're, that's in the n- next couple of years. That one is closer to probably being next um, year, maybe next year. Yeah. Possibly. And also, also, uh, look for, look for us at, uh, NRA. We have a very cool thing for you for that as well. So, okay. Okay. So yeah, something you, else you, later you, this year. Yeah, immediate future is four four brand new products from us. Um, okay, but let me say before we before we leave this topic, let me say that the other two products that I've talked about, well, not talked about, but I've told you about, 
um, are not different variants of existing firearms. They're completely, completely new platforms. Nice. Yeah, completely new platforms. Yeah. Sweet. Looking forward to that. So, yeah, I mean, that you just made SHOT Show even better, you know, with those two products. And then I'm sure you can probably tell a little bit more as we get closer to, you know, SHOT Show about some of these other ones. And then, of course, NRA, you'll release a little bit more. So, Yep, coming up on NRA is another one I'm really, really excited about. And I'm not generally excited about these things, but this one is... Awesome. Well, you know, we're, you know, we're your official sponsor, Talking Lead, now, so you got to let me in on this stuff. I'm all behind behind the curtains. You know, you know, I can keep a secret. I can keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep my mouth closed. I know you can. Um, let's go to the next one. Uh, we're gonna hit Facebook now. We're, those were from Instagram, so thank you guys for sending those. Uh, the SU16. Um, Tyler Spence wants you to talk more about the SU16. I'd like to hear a little more on that one um i mean what else is there to say about the su-16 it's um it's a, it's a it's a sweet platform my friend called it and this is the best description um and i've stolen it from him uh, i can't in countless interviews uh he called it featherweight firepower and and that's a that's the perfect way to define uh the su-16 series of guns yeah. chambered in five, five six they weigh five pounds um and uh, they're folding, so you can get the Charlie model, which has actually an underfolder stock, and you can still sh- fire the gun in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, if you have any of the other uh, variants, you can just push the assembly pin out and fold the gun for storage, so it folds up to whatever seventeen inches or whatever it is, depending on barrel length you have. Another nice backpack gun. It is. It is, and uh, and Another it takes option. standard takes standard magazines, so any AR fifteen mag or drum you can put in that, um, or get a PLR 16 and set it up like yours. That is the right. way to go. Yeah. And that's that, what I did is I took an SU 16, um, part and put it on the, Oh the, yeah. So yeah. So anyone that may have been questioning that, how did you put that stock on there? We actually sell the adapter on our website. Right. So you can just go on there. It's four screws, four screws that go in the side of it. And then you can put any buffer tube you want screwed in there. Any yeah. AR style buffer tube or pistol. Yeah. For the braces. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, there you go, Tyler. Um, Another one real quick. Which PCR of theirs would they recommend for heavily wooded hunting medium game? I know the answer to that. PCR? He says PCR. I'm thinking... um, Pistol caliber... Pistol caliber rifle? Rifle? Yeah, sub-2000. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... That's the one. If he's not referring to pistol caliber rifle, which I'm probably sure that's what he what he means. Yeah. Um, usually, it's, usually it's PCC, right? Uh, maybe just typoed, but pistol caliber carbine. Uh, yeah, sub two thousand. We have guy. We're located in Florida. I don't know where he's at, but um, our guys here they slay pigs with those things left and right. Looks like he's so, in Texas. This is uh, Nuffy Nuffy Wrangle. Even even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but the the survival. You know your RDB survival is yeah. If you if he's talking about rifle caliber, uh, definitely the survival rifle or uh, just the standard RDB because that's a dual purpose gun. Obviously, well they're both dual purpose, but with the standard RDB you get a tactical rifle as opposed to like a, a backpacking type rifle. Right now uh, that brings a question to my mind. I know that you had talked about coming out with a tactical version of that um, RDB. Is that still in the works or? It is, yeah. But going back to the standard version, just to let him know, mm-hmm. um, we do make that also in a 20-inch barrel, and all the barrels are one and seven twists. So if he wants to use heavier bullets, heavier, faster, or sorry, heavier, slower bullets, because 
generally the heavier the bullet the slower it is yeah um you, yeah you can you can knock down yeah he's not knock down stuff all the all the time with those things and uh, those are fine to be suppressed yes oh absolutely they're they're meant to be suppressed yeah exactly yeah. unlike the one we were talking about earlier and suppressing the sub 2000 absolutely suppress it yeah that's just a straight blowback and it's a pistol caliber so you can't go wrong okay absolutely and especially shooting i've done uh, mine several times i've not had any issues with it but dude i shoot those uh this Freedom Munitions uh, 65 grain Hush, the subsonic mm. stuff. Yeah. And there may be others out there. I just happen to use that. Even without a suppressor on it, I'm, I can't claim, you know, that it's hearing safe, but it's really quiet, even just without. The sub 2000 is quiet in general. Yeah. So when you put that ammo in there, subsonic ammo, it's real quiet. But then you put a can on it, it's literally high Hollywood yeah. quiet. Yeah. And I've got some videos on our YouTube channel where we did, we shot it suppressed out at, um, um, Iraq veterans range. We went out there. Yes. Yeah. So go and watch those. Yeah, we got some videos for that. Quiet. Uh, will a sub 2000 be coming out in 22 LR? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, not that I know of. And uh, then somebody said, what, uh, Bill asked Waylon, why would you want 22? Just curious. Just, well, I can see that because just cheaper um, ammo, love my nine mil. Yeah. Well, no, just a backpack, you know, like a backpack style, small game, uh, plinking gun that you can throw in your backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that like, a um, what's that Ruger? I think Ruger's got one. It's a t- the takedown or yeah. whatever, but you guys have it's the like, CMR, uh, with the 22 mag. Yeah, that's, which yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, I would love to get one of those too. That's like, in, that's one of my 20, bucket list. In 20, in 22 mag is, uh, is, <laughs> you laugh at that. It's become so common because, as if it's hard for you. Yeah. Um, 22 mags has become so common uh, as well that, um, I mean, why not bump up from 22 LR to 22 mag? Absolutely. Uh, for, you know, for a carbine like he's talking about. So, yes, yeah, yeah. look at the CMR 30 in, uh, in, uh, in a whole 30 rounds, which is pretty sweet too. So Right. Same magazines that the PMR uses. So you could have the, the PMR and the CMR and um, use the same mag, same ammo. Where's he from? Because in regulatory states, the CMR 30 is going to be a problem. Let's see. Waylon um, is from, looks like he's around Texas too, says the Art Institute of Houston. So Then he's got nothing to worry about. CMR 30 all day. There you go. That stock collapses and makes it small. So Good answer. I think that, uh, that gets the majority of, of the question. Was there anything that you wanted to make sure that the leadheads are aware of? or? Um. That you're, because uh, they can't see you, right? They can't see me. Yeah, we we could do a live. Yeah. Uh, well, After we get know. off, we could do a live. You know, I just want to let the leadheads know that your beard's looking gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, from time to time, I will post my ugly mug on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So it's, no, um, just that we're super. You know, every we every end and beginning of the year just want to tell our customers friends and fans because we get busy doing stuff and i don't always get a chance to to talk to you or or thank them for their business and for their support and stuff so uh you know just a just a big thank you to uh, all the people listening that uh have been supporting our company for a long time and and uh, are potentially interested in our products you know come on come on in and become part of the family well, I know that they were super excited uh, when I made the announcement that you guys uh, came on board as an official sponsor, and uh, okay. uh, I think I think a lot of them reached out to you and and showed their appreciation for that. So yeah, we definitely appreciate you guys. 
we'd be involved. Yeah, absolutely. So one last, I've got one last jack wagon here before we wrap it up, Chad. Um, okay. And this was on that thread of questions that we had for you. Apparently, Urban Dictionary, uh, Leadhead, you know, that's what we call our listeners. They have uh, a definition for Leadhead. And Jason Edgar wants to throw them on the jack wagon train. says, they have highly offended the Leadhead Brigade. Uh, their, their definition is completely wrong on Leadheads, and we can prove them wrong. Here's a screenshot of their definition. And I just pulled it up. It says, somebody who's... Head is so thick they are often dropouts or quitters. Some some side effects are they trip a lot, laugh at jokes a little too late, but beware some people have these side effects because they were dropped on their head as a child or just plain ain't too much candy, ate too much candy. I don't see a problem with any of that. <laughs> I say that's that's me to a T right there, dude. <laughs> we're not offended. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh bring it on. But I guess you can go and submit your uh, your your definitions on this website. So go and tell them what you think the definition of a leadhead is. Yeah, flood them. Let's flood them. But I'm surprised my picture's not right there next to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see that coffee mug. There's a coffee mug ad there. Your name should be right there, or your face should be right there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, I think we've covered quite a bit in this episode. So, we always do. We all we always go over. I feel like. Yeah. Well, there's there's no such thing as over on this show. That's the great thing about the Talking Lead podcast is we, we have, could probably go on for another three hours, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got to get Chad back uh, to work. They just came back off a nice vacation. Another benefit yes. from being an employee at at Caltech. Two weeks paid. Nice. Again, uh, I'm yeah. going to send you my application. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're so looking for that on a Job Hunter or wherever you guys go go to. <laughs> So, Chad, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. I know it's been really, really busy uh, this time of year for you guys and with all the new stuff that you've got coming out and SHOT Show coming up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so let's, It's all exciting. We're, we're just we're, – we are super excited about everything we've got going on. So you heard the news, SHOT Show. We're going to get with Chad and the gang, Matt. Um, hopefully, George will be there. Um, He'll be there. He's always there. Would love to talk with George again, and uh, we'll do some – Maybe we'll do some uh, live stuff at the range, show you guys those guns, those new guns in action. Yes. Um, but uh, we definitely will have them on at SHOT Show again, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, make sure you go to keltechweapons.com and and check out all oh, their... Yeah. The you new, reminded me. I'm sorry. I'm New website? Head injury. Yes, we have a brand new website coming out uh, within about... It's supposed to be done before SHOT. Okay. Um, but waiting on developers kind of thing. So maybe just after shot or during shot, but brand new website that's going to be really cool and way, way more intuitive and easier to use than our current website. So very nice. And, uh, yeah. always their social media, you go to Facebook, go to Instagram, check out what's going on there. And, and just to remind you people, you guys, you lead heads, I am the one that's on our social. I'm the only one that is an admin on our social media. So you're actually talking to me when you go on there so come on bust my balls let's have fun make some comments post some photos if you got some Keltex, you know let's see it bring it he said it. yes let's have some fun so speaking of fun chad before we go we have a new rewards program that we're doing here on the talking lab podcast it's called the edc pocket dump rewards program sweet and uh, we started it in december and as you guys heard last episode, I got on to you a little bit. We haven't had any participation, but 
you guys have answered the call to action, and we've got several submissions for that this week. Uh, that is with uh, Talking Lead, Streamlight, Buck Knives, and Fleoa. We're giving away a knife, a nice Buck Knives knife, uh, one of their new Blue Line pocket knives. Streamlight, it's their their ProTac HL series flashlights, like a thousand lumens. And uh, we're giving away, Fleoa is giving away Defy Battlefield Watch with that package. So Sweet. Some, now what do they have to do? So around $300 worth of stuff. And it's easy, Chad. All they got to do is visit their local law enforcement, fire department, or EMS uh, station or department if they allow it. Uh, go in and thank them for their service. Show them how much you appreciate them. Uh, let them know that all this stuff that they're hearing in the media is accurate, is inaccurate, that the public is behind them, the community is behind them and supports them. Take a selfie with uh, a uniformed uh, member and post it on Instagram or Facebook, and you got to tag Talking Lead, Streamlight, Buck Knives, Fleoa, Bill H is how you tag Fleoa. It's F-L-E-O-A, Bill, B-I-L-L-H is how you're going to tag that. But then you also do the hashtags. So hashtag Talking Lead, hashtag Streamlight, Buck Knives, Fleoa Bill, and then hashtag EDCPD. So, uh, I mean, it's that easy. That's what you guys got to do. We've made it as easy as possible. So I also said instead of the station, because I know a couple of you have tried and they were like, no, we really don't want you to do that. You know, take pictures you know, whatever, at our station, find them out in public. So if they're out at lunch or, you know, as long as they're not on scene working, don't disrupt them while they're working uh, and they're cool with it. Take a picture of them out in public and, th- you know, do all the hashtags, thank them for their service and you appreciate them. Uh, so that's all you got to do. We've got some submissions here. I've got um, Austin Whalen. Uh, we've got Ed Burton. We've got Doug Cross. We've got Wesley Abshire. And uh, Wesley was on Facebook. The other guys, I think, did Facebook and Instagram. And Ed is actual actually a, a police guy. And so what we're doing is we're giving five away to you civilians, and we're giving five away to you sheepdog. So law enforcement, fire department, as long as it's not going to get you fired or get you in trouble, take part in this also. Go out in the public. Take pictures with the public. And uh, you guys are eligible to win one of these as well. So we gave one away last week. Um, we didn't have any submissions. And I just wanted to show you guys that, you know, we're going to give these things away somehow, some way. But this is the way that you actually earn it. We gave it away to Uncle Pat, which Uncle Pat is a World War II veteran. Nice. And, and he, is a, he was a listener submitted um, recipient for one of our Battlefield watches a while back. And Jeremy at Defy actually upgraded that Battlefield watch to one of his classic field watches um, that went out to Uncle Pat. So nice. We, we sent Uncle Pat one of these packages also uh, on, behalf, uh, on behalf of the Leadhead Brigade and new listeners. So um, we're counting him as the LE Sheepdog winner uh, for the second half of this week's gift. And the civilian this week, we're going to give it to Austin Whalen. Yeah! Because Austin took a picture with a police department and fire department. He did two. Yeah. So, Austin, congratulations. Almost a grand prize winner. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so, Austin, uh, he, he doubled down, uh, ensured his, his place in the contest. Um, Ed 
was out in in uh, at a gun range. I think they were doing a, a fundraiser or something like that. So he was out with the public doing some pictures. Ed's won a lot of stuff anyway. So Ed, I know you're not heartbroken over over us not choosing you over our World War II veteran. So <laughs> there's always next time. So like I said, we've got ten of these to give away. We've given away two. So that leaves eight more that we're going to be giving away. You guys keep sending those pictures in. Make sure you're tagging it correctly. I noticed a couple of you haven't, you you weren't tagging it and hashtagging it correctly. Um, that just makes it easier for me to find. Yeah, take that extra second and, and reread what you're writing. So you got it, you got it, you got it in there right. Right, exactly. Uh, but you people that didn't win this week, you're still in it for the future giveaways. Um, if you want to do more, you can do more. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just going to help your you know, increase your noticeability from us. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. And then Chad and I have talked and I think we have, fired. We uh, have, we have gone into <laughs> talking behind closed doors, talking behind closed doors. And we're going to put together something else for you leadheads in the near future. So yeah. stay uh, tuned for that. It's, it's going to be badass. Definitely. So, Chad, that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. And um, uh, I'm just crying that I'm sad that it's ending, but well, we've got more. There's, there's, always good to be here. There's more to come. Shot Show, uh, we're definitely going to have you guys on at Shot Show, so there's more to come from Caltech. Make sure you go and support all those that support the Talking Lead Podcast. Right on Optics, the official Optics of Talking Lead. Right on Optics.com. X Steel Targets. Nextiltargets.com. Modern Spartan Systems for all your firearms, lubrication, and cleaning needs. Check them out, ModernSpartanSystems.com. And of course, they've got the uh, in, uh, the TBT engine oil additive that I use in the lead sled. Keeps the old engine running and lubricated. I'm over, I'm at 320,000 miles, something like that on the lead sled now. I need some of that for my bike. Yeah, it, it works in, I put it in everything that has an engine at our house. I put it I put it in the lawnmowers, I put it in the generators, put it in the chainsaws, everything. It's the nut itself. It is. It's good stuff. I'll get you some. We'll make sure we hook you up with some. I'd like to try it. And then of course Keltec Weapons, the makers of the fine bullpup line of RDBs, RFBs, the KSG shotguns, and then the PMR and the CMR. The 22 mag lovers out there make sure you check those out and they also have a fine line of there was a couple of questions on pistols that we didn't get to i meant to get to those sorry about that we'll get them next time we'll get those next time uh, but hey, shoot me an email on facebook or wherever i'll, I'll answer all your questions but yeah you can just uh or you just google caltech and, and get on our facebook page and uh me an email. So, so like Chad said, he's the one managing the social media, so go and uh, private message on, or just send it, you know, post it on their regular page of question, Instagram or Facebook. Yep, absolutely. Chad will answer your questions there. And for all your official Talking Lead swag, you go to 1776united.com for our t-shirts, the classic t-shirts, the Leadhead Brigade t-shirts, patches. Those should be in stock now. I know that they've been out of stock. And you should have reordered, and those should be coming in uh, any any day now. Can I just tell you all how comfortable those things are? 
think are the most common. And they are literally like crack around here at Caltech. Everybody wants one. I'm telling you, I get a I get an email from Chad about every other week. He's like, oh, uh, they feel left out because they hadn't got a shirt yet. So, yeah, we and it's good. They are. They're comfortable. And then, of course, for your drinking needs, the Evil Black Assault Mug, the Talking Letty. Better than a Yeti, keep your drinks hotter or colder, minutes longer than a Yeti. Don't be a snowflake, get a Letty. That was good. Uh, you get those at dip123.com forward slash talking lead. And there's two different sizes. I think he's got them at the same price. So you might as well go ahead and get the big one uh, for the same price. And I noticed that a lot of you guys did that over Christmas holiday. Um, a lot of your stockings were filled with leddies. I saw that. That was cool. So thank you guys for the support on doing that. Warren Scope Mounts, you know, friends of the show, Warren Scope Mounts does a lot for the show. Occam Defense, and of course the sponsors of our AK Corner, Pioneer Arms Corps USA. Next episode's coming up uh, soon after this one. The 15th is when it's going to drop. And we're going to be talking about 922R compliance, Chad. And, Chad, we're giving away AKs on that. We've given away six so far. we got six more to give away. What? Yes. I need an AK. Twelve AK-47s from Talking Lead and Pioneer Arm. That is awesome. Good on them. That's awesome. Yeah. You all go to their website and send them an email and thank them because that is really generous. It is very cool. And, uh, like I said, you know, we got we got our next one of those series. We're going we're gonna to work on with Chad. Hopefully we can get something worked out. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time, as always, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. Very good. I didn't have have to tell you what it was this time. I'm impressed.